how's it going, man? It's going well. It's going well. Finally made this happen. Yeah, yeah. You, you've been you've been under the weather, huh? You have been trying to recover from not feeling good. Yeah. Apparently, um, if you don't, if you have a cough for three weeks, you should probably go and check it out. <laughs> yeah. Turns into pneumonia. So yeah, that was yeah. fun. But um, you got your voice back. Though. My voice is back. So I was still doing morning meetings against my wife's uh, better wishes. I'd be out there with, with no, no voice. voice. <laughs> You know, just trying to, you know, tell the guys to give them some motivation. Um, but now, yeah, finally got the voice back uh, late last week, and here we are. So I'm glad we were able to put this together. Nice. Yeah, I'm, I am too. I'm going on vacation next week, so I really wanted to get this get this in here. And, and also, I just know how busy we always are too, you know, and any opportunity I could find to squeeze this stuff in. Um, is um, I'm all about that. So I really wanted to use this opportunity as well to just catch up because, you know, we, we, we always, it seems like in between the last times that we talk to each other, you know, off air, there's always a lot going on in our lives, our business, you know, in Richmond, you know, yeah. a lot of stuff in the world. So I just wanted to uh, take this opportunity to catch up with everything too. And, and, um, and also just dive into some specific things with your business. Um, I know you, you bought a business, uh, not too long ago. Um, you're getting a new shop, like oh. some exciting stuff to talk about and, and recap since the last time you were on the LCR media podcast, which, um, was probably over a year ago now. It's been a while. Right? Yeah. I'm trying to remember maybe last fall. I don't know. It's Something June like now. Yeah. Um, which we've been trying to do this since like February. Yeah. <laughs> so everyone knows, everyone who's listening knows about the spring rush. Yeah. It's a, it's a real thing. Yeah. But it's, it's finally starting to kind of die down. Yeah. I, I went from my um, 80 calls a month down to, I don't even know what it's going to be now, but um, for June, but it, it's been a lot less. I can, I can tell that my phone's not ringing as much. So it's finally calming down a little bit and we can kind of like you were saying, get done a little bit earlier during the day. The grass is slowing down. It's getting hot. You know, we, we can just kind of regroup a little bit and get through the dog days of summer now. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we're, we're going to dive into that um, on this episode. I'm excited. Welcome to Toro Tuesday, where I'm going to be talking about some of my favorite pieces of equipment from the Toro company uh, on today's Toro Tuesday. I will just start it off by saying one of my favorite things that I currently have is the Toro Grandstand Multiforce. So it's a it's a upgrade from the regular Toro Grandstand, which is their bread and butter staple stand-on mower that they've had for many, many, many years. Back in 2016, they redid the whole frame structure from the 48-inch deck on up to the 60-inch, um, and they also created the Grandstand Multiforce. Uh, and that's offered right now in the 52-inch deck and the 60-inch deck, which are two of the most popular size mowing decks. Uh, you get a bigger engine, bigger wheels, bigger, beefier transmission, and you also have a hydraulic-driven hitch uh, a receiver um, in, the, in the front of the mower, like over the deck. Uh, it's not attached or anything to the deck, but it's up above it. And you can put attachments there, all different types of attachments. Um, and you have low, hyd hydraulic, low flow hydraulics that's attached just to be able to control that receiver to lift it up and down. Um, and some of the attachments, such as the blower, uh, the turbo force blower that I also have, when you put that on there and you can move it from side to side as well. Um, but then when you want to use some other attachments like the snow blower or the power broom, 
Uh, you have to get the high flow hydraulics as well, which then makes those things spin as well as moving side to side up and down. So it's really unique that the multi-force because now you can use the whole point is to have one machine that you can use all year round. Typically our mowers just end up going in storage or wherever we keep it for however many months of the year that winter lasts, depending on where we are in the country at least a couple, right? Um, unless you're in Florida or, you know, places super south like that, you know, you're, you're probably still mowing. I think, you know, most definitely you're still mowing, just not as frequently. So your mowers aren't being uh, put up. But for the majority of the country, you, you know, the mowers just end up getting getting put away for however many months. And if you get snow, then you're not using your mowers either. Now with the multi-force, you can. There's a lot of snow attachments like a plow, power broom, snow blower now, and so on. Well, there's 10 attachments in total for the multi-force, and I have six out of the 10 of them that I've started to accumulate over the last couple of years, uh, some of which I bought myself, some of which Toro gifted to me to use, make content, talk about, and so on prior to my podcast. But I'm utilizing this opportunity on my podcast to just showcase a lot of these kind of things uh, or all of these things um, one at a time on each Toro Tuesday. So look forward to that. Um, and that's all I have for this Toro Tuesday. So next Toro Tuesday, we'll be talking about one of the attachments, my experiences, all the kind of little ins and outs about it. We'll keep it short and sweet. So we're back here with Charles Nelson with Stepping Stone Landscaping and, uh, you have been, you're, uh, as Paul James from the Green Industry Podcast would say, you're a friend of the show. <laughs> you're also a friend in general. You know, I, I remember a long time ago, probably many, many years now, the first time I met you, um, and not technically in the lawn, in the street, yeah. you know, in, in a neighborhood that we were both at. It was just a temporary thing for you. You were helping out, I guess, your accountant. Yeah, it was accountant like. at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and that was just a street that I had, had a bunch of yards. I still have a few yards on that street, but a lot of people have moved, come and gone. And, you know, just one of those streets for some reason. But, um, but yeah, that's when we first met. I, I remember you walked over and, and said, hey, I see you on Instagram. And I think I just got my trailer wrapped and said, you can't miss yep. me now. If you see me, come say hi or say, hey. Or Our something. local celebrity. That's what I like to refer to you as. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> no, but you know, I, I mean, th thank you. I, I, I'm, you know, I'm always kind of embarrassed by that or humbled by that. But really, what I like about anything about that is that it allows me to have these relationships to yeah. meet people like that would otherwise maybe not meet me. Like you and I might see have seen it for one thing. We probably are never in the same place because you're on the other side of town than me for the most part. There are some times where we might cross neighborhoods a little bit on the borders of both of our service areas, but we would never really, uh, stop and say hey unless yeah. we happen to be at the ga a gas station or something you know i'm like we just maybe drive nod wave like i do that with tons of people but i don't know them and they may know me if they follow me on, on social media or not and they might just be friendly and nodding and waving because i'm just another another lawn guy but um because of social media it's really brought people together the people that want to you know yeah be together and be a part of that you know there's obviously people that don't that don't care and they still throw you shade and they think you're competition and which we all technically are but it doesn't mean we can't still work with each other and help each other and we don't all always offer the same competitive services you know like you may offer something like i've given you a lot of work that i don't want to do you know yeah um and so i mean there's way there's ways for for that to all work out. So um, I, that that's why I really enjoy social media. I love the creative aspect too, like creating content. I really enjoy that. 
But I also enjoy the second main thing is being able to connect with so many people locally and, and not locally, but it's really cool locally because then I get to hang out with like, hey, let's go get coffee or go to lunch or you see each other all over the, then all of a sudden you start seeing each other everywhere, yeah. you know, and you're like, hey, what's up? Hey, you see him at the at the equipment dealer, you know, you're picking up your mower or whatever and all that stuff. So it's just really cool. And that's how you and I got connected, you know, short story long there. <laughs> And, um, you know, so you, you're, you were on, on the show a couple of times, I believe back in the archives, you can search stepping stone or Charles. Um, actually there's two Charles on here. So Charles Nelson or stepping stone, probably stepping stones, the best way on Apple podcast or Spotify. You can type in the search and my podcast and other podcasts that you've been on will come on as well. I know you're on Paul's podcast. Yeah. Yeah. When you guys came over to my house last year, which Paul is apparently going to try and do that again this year. And I keep cool. telling him, nail a date down, man. So these, the Virginia, the Virginia boys want to know what's going on so they can lock a date in. You know, we all have th- lives and things to do. You know, some people were on vacation last year that, that wanted to come that's, that didn't come. Yeah. We still had a lot of people show up, but there was more people that wanted to come and they were already had vacations planned. So, um, so we'll, you know, more more on that to come, you know, we'll, uh, try and get that nailed down from Paul. So, so we can have another road tour at the, uh, Talia Farrow house. Sure. No, absolutely. <laughs> um, but anyway, enough about all that. So that's, that's how we met. And it's, it's, it's a really good thing. I enjoy social media and creating content, like I said, for all that. And then, so then now on my podcast, I can share these kind of stories and the growth and development, um, of your business and any, everyone else that I get on here for everyone else to hopefully learn from, you know, um, and that just rather than just me telling my stories all the time. So, yeah, I wish I could say I was perfect from the beginning, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, no one's, perfect. I've learned so much from <laughs> some social media as crazy as that sounds. When I started in this game, you know, six years ago, um, I came from more of the, I worked for Virginia Commonwealth university and, you know, social media was strictly a fun tool, right? It was, it was social media. You just, Right. Go on there and look at memes or videos or whatever. Yeah. But it's changed so much when you have your business. It's just, you learn things, you connect with other people, ask questions. I don't know how many random direct messages I have with people. Hey, did that work well for you? You know, did that tool work out or whatever else? And right. Um, I'm not saying I'm best friends with a lot of people, you know, on there, but it just, you know, little short conversations. And then you, you know, you start passing customers to each other. You know, we've done that to each other. Yeah. Other customer, other guys in the, uh, in the um, local area who I've never met personally will hit me up and just say, Hey, thanks for the recommendation. I'm like, yeah, you do good work. You know? Yeah. We don't service that area. So perfect. Yeah. So uh, do you get people now that I, cause you have a, you have a good following on Instagrams, you know, now. So do you get people that DM you or say, Hey, you know, or in person see you and say they saw you on Instagram or anything? <laughs> no, 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 no. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I am not the uh, local celebrity. That oh, okay. Um, <laughs> No, not, it's more of just, um, I use social media just to learn from other people and just to get inspiration. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's more about systems and processes than, uh, you know, for ideas than it is, right. you know, how to do something. It's just like, how do you grow with that? I'm a tr- definitely attracted to companies that are, have been where I am and want to, and have grown bigger. And, you know, I, I try to see like, oh, well they're using this type of mower or this type of systems or trucks or setups or so on and so forth. So, right. Um, but as far as, you know, local guys go, no, it's more, you know, just, just hit, you know, back and forth, you know, the names, you know, in the area, there's as, as you know, crazy it is, there's hundreds of companies, but still there, it's yeah. still a small world. You know, yeah. You'll see the trucks enough driving around. Yeah. 
for sure. So what's so what's new, man? What's since the last time we talked? A lot of things, I'm yeah. sure. But like, <laughs> what? <laughs> I mean, there's a new shop that you got going on. Um, and uh, you, you, what I let, let's start with because we, we off air we haven't even really discussed this that much because every time we get together we just start talking about so many things and it's like oh look at the time you yeah. know <laughs> yeah. but um what so what uh you bought another company or another company sold sold themselves sold their company to you something like, like that it was um you know it's all about connections and making friends in the industry so it's nothing crazy like i wasn't you know we didn't go through i didn't go to the courthouse and you <laughs> right. know, did all this stuff but um, no, a buddy that I actually met, um, just in the industry, we actually, he ran at the store, same storage facility as I did, uh, for about, I think we overlapped for about two years. Um, and he, great guy, awesome guy. He's actually a green beret in the national guard. And obviously that comes with responsibilities, you know, however often he needs to go and do trainings and all that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, you got to leave your business behind for a little bit. Um, and he was having a hard time doing that and coming back to a successful business. So yeah. he knew that he had some trainings coming up that was going to take away, take him away for uh, many weeks at a time. Mm-hmm. And he just had some tough, tough conversations with himself, with his guys, just everything else. And it came down to where he, you know, he came to me and we started talking. So basically what we did was, um, uh, like, was that his plan? Like to talking to you to try and see if you could just take his whole business or yeah, it was just, you know, evolved to that. It, it kind of evolved to that a little bit. It was, um, you know, just where do we go from here? He, he was, he had three full-time guys, um, you wow. know, pretty good book of, you know, clientele, things like that. So we, it all happened kind of fast of, as far as like, you know, I'm thinking about this to let's do I'm it. doing this. Yeah. So it, right after Christmas, he talked to me right before and said, Hey, is this, is this something you'd be interested in? Um, and then, excuse me, right after Christmas, uh, right after the new year, he was like, we want, I want to move forward. Um, wow. so the, it was kind of a three phase process was, one was his employees this day and age. That's, that's the only thing I really cared about. Yeah. Um, he's got some good guys and I wanted to make sure I could bring them on as successfully as possible. Um, so that was state, that was, uh, phase one was bring on his employees as well as any work that he had scheduled. Mm -hmm. Um, and we were just going to, you know, just, we came up with a price tag as far as what that involved. Uh, phase two was to, um, bring in, his current or his customer base of what I wanted to. So I looked over his contracts that he had and his customer profile ended up settling on 73, I believe um, customers of his. And then it was his equipment as well. So a lot of stuff um, I didn't really want. That's the problem is everyone puts all these price tags on assets. Yeah. That's just not the case guys. You know, when you buy a shovel, sorry, that shovel's worthless. Once it, once you leave yeah. those, um, yeah. I don't really care about it. No offense. Yeah. You'd um, rather go buy your own brand new shovel than, than yeah, or just I'll, I'll give you a hundred bucks for all of your shovels. Yeah, you know, every right. single thing you have in your you yeah. Know, shop. Yeah, um, but no, we went through and and just I pulled out stuff that I'd wanted, but you know, like used weed eaters, all that kind of stuff. Just like just find somebody else, you yeah, know, eBay or whatever you want to do. But he did have some bigger stuff. Uh, stand on aerator, uh, he had a zero turn uh, with low hours. I think I think all of his equipment had less than two hundred hours on it. Just happened to get it at a good time. 
um, and then his customers. So we put a, you have some stipulations out there as far as um, uh, an initial price tag on each individual customer, you know, just buying that list. And he would introduce me to them. Uh, it wasn't like a, not all of them were contracts. The majority, I would say 25% was, were contracts. Uh, the rest were just, you know, pay-as-you-go customers. Was this all residential too? Uh, yes. The one commercial property he had, uh, we took one commercial from him, which wasn't nothing crazy. It was a small gas station, but it was profitable. Um, but he did have a, um, I think an apartment complex, which we didn't, we didn't want. Okay. Um, but out of those 73, I think we immediately declined or like just didn't work out with like maybe eight, eight or 10 of them. Oh, that's not that bad. It's not, but oh my gosh, in the winter, you know, winter is supposed to be when you're relaxing and you're kind of gearing up. That did not happen for me. I was immediately, I hit the ground running. And of course, as soon as I met with his guys and we like phase one started, I get that COVID test come back, came back. Oh. And uh, yeah, tested positive. My whole family did, kids, uh. wife. Um, yeah, so that was real fun because he had, he sent out emails to all the customers basically saying, hey, listen, I'm no longer in business. You know, uh, Charles Nelson was stepping into landscaping, he's taking over, so on and so forth. He'll Here's, be meeting with he'll you. He'll be meeting with you and introducing. Oh, so <laughs> and you've got COVID. No, I got oh, COVID and I had man. just parted ways with my assistant the week before. Uh, um, so yeah, that was real. It was a, it was, it was a, unfortunate timing, unfortunate timing. Um, but luckily I'd found a, I found a great new assistant, Sarah, who give a shout out to her, um, who started February 1st and we just, and I mean, talk about getting thrown to the wolves. She scheduled everything. And I was meeting with customers from sunup to sundown, introducing myself, selling myself, you know, that's what it was. Cause he had these personal relationships with these customers. Right. Um, but back, and, and, and after that, that's when you lost eight or 10 or whatever people, uh, or was it right out it the was gate? Out, out the gate. Got to was those, those eight They're to 10 like, out I'm of not, the gate. Yeah. Yeah. It was just, I'm not interested or yeah. this is a good time to part ways or yeah. whatever else. And that's just what you have to deal with, you know? Right. Um, and I'm perfectly fine with that number. I've lost a lot more since then. I will tell you that much. Oh, okay. Um, but I'm still perfect. I, I think it yeah. was a great deal. Uh, I think for everybody. So, but you did get some equipment. Some oh, we of the got equipment that he had. The equipment was a really good deal for me, um, especially with equipment prices these days and availability. Yeah, the we got a, a right stander with a hundred and like fifty hours. Let's say wow. Um, we got a Toro fifty-two inch zero turn, in both of which I have the exact same models. So I have, I have, an, I already have three right standers. So that's. Fits perfectly in our, yeah. I told him to buy it. Oh, um, yeah. You know, so it just worked out perfectly for me. Yeah. <laughs> same with the, the Toro. I think he had told me to buy that one. And uh, so yeah. we had the exact same piece of equipment. So backups, changing blades, uh, yeah. parts. Uh, so, yeah. Wow. Both of those pieces of equipment went to backups for me. So now nice. I had you know, two good low hour backups. And then he got you some good employees. <laughs> yeah, the employees. So one left immediately. Ah. Uh. Um, that was unfortunate, but uh, he had a great opportunity at a mulch yard. Hmm. Um, so good for him. Uh, wishing the best. Another one who was new to him because he was struggling with employees just like the rest of us last year. I think uh, he was with with them for maybe I don't know, four or five months before uh, I came into the picture. He stayed for two months and then was nice enough to give me a day notice. So oh, he worked one more man. day. Um <laughs> 
but uh, Demond has been with us since since uh, he came over. He'd worked for Nick for three years and has been here. And he's been a great asset. So nice. he's, a, he's a crew leader now. Runs wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. I mean, it's it's so. to me that's kind of this might be a stretch, but it's like you, you know you have to weigh out the their percentages and the numbers. And it's like if you put if you um, spend a thousand dollars on postcards, maybe yeah. you know, and you you send them all out and you get one back. That that's you know over a thousand dollars, depending on what services you're offering. More than that, you get that just back from that one customer. You know, and, yeah. and then you can hopefully start. Which is exactly what happened to me in the neighborhood that we met. That's exactly what happened in that neighborhood. I blanketed that whole, my whole family actually. Like we <laughs> went out one Saturday and we just put postcards in all like the flyer box yeah. underneath the mailbox. Nice professional postcards. Instead of spending the money on mailing them, I, I just cherry picked all the neighborhoods that I wanted to be in. And my family and I would go out and we'd, you know, kids walking up and down the streets, popping them in there. And we got the one yard that was right there if you remember the street it's like a y yeah. like you drive down the one street and then it splits into a y and you you saw me on one of those you know y streets on the right side but that house right there on that corner of that y was the only person that called me from those postcards and f- because i got that yard which already paid for the postcards to begin with all of the postcards yep. you know the thousand dollars i spent that and then I got all those other customers. Little by year after year, more people would ask for quotes, or they'd move in, ask for quotes, or whatever. Oh, I've been watching you over the last year or so. Can you give me a quote? You know, and, and so that's how how it spreads. So I say all that just to say that it still seems like that's a good a good um, return for for you. And you got three employees. And, you know, only one of them stayed, but now he's a crew leader. So yeah. like that's, I mean, that's in today's day and age, that's golden to be able to have found that. Knowing what I know now, um, I would pay double the money and have no customers, no equipment. But if, if demand came over and, you know, wanted to join the team with us, that, that would have been a good deal. Yeah. Uh, that's how valuable and yeah. you know, great employees are when you find those good ones. So, yeah. uh, very lucky, you know, and, you know, sh- you know, icing on the cake is I got, a lot of other good stuff out of it too. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, what, is, is he, was he in the same service area as you? Like all of the accounts or did it, did it spread you out a little bit more? So that's where some Band? of them, you know, we did, you know, because of the COVID, because of me rushing, I did overlook some things. So that was part of those eight that originally was just like, oh shoot, I didn't, I didn't notice this guy was, you know, on just outside. I'm pretty strict on my service area. Mm-hmm. If you're not in my zip code, I don't care if you're next door. Sorry. Right. I need to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Uh, Cause that's when, you know, that's when I get starts. that all the time. Yeah. People are like begging me in it, but I'm right. I'm right. Yeah. <laughs> People are like, well, Mosley's right next to Midlothian. I'm yeah. like, what? Like, come on. I don't, I get <laughs> now, what are you talking about? Like from here, Mosley is like 25 minutes away. Like, and here's a great <laughs> company that services Mosley. Uh, exactly. Like, like, come on. I, that's great. It's it. next to Midlothian. You need to be in Midlothian. Yeah. Like, it's not like I'm, if I was mowing a lawn on the border and you were right, you know, across the street, then maybe that's different, but that's not what we're talking about now. We're talking about a huge difference. Yeah. And there was some too, just accessibility purpose. You know, I, I, I look, I got a lot of young guys, so safety is a big concern. You got on major roads and he was, you know, parking on a major road and, you know, for a $50 mo, it's just, uh, I, so I, I didn't catch that originally. And then I would look, when I started looking into him, like, okay, that's, that's not a good situation for us. Yeah. I'm not, I, we're going to pass. Yeah. No big deal. Um, how we set it up was basically, you know, a fixed price for those original customer numbers. And then, um, we put an incentive plan in place to where, um, if I, however many customers stick with us for six months, um, into August 1st, 
uh, he gets a X amount of money per customer. So that kind of helps us, you know, any questions I have about a customer, um, he is just, well, one, he's, he's a good friend Two, he's, you know, just eager to help me succeed. And, you know, Oh, this is how much mulch we use there. Or this is what we, you know, all that kind of information is locked in his head. It's been, he knows it's to his advantage for us to keep that customer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the third part or another incentive was we left his, um, website running. So he gets emails from new prospective clients, which he then forwards to us. And for any new client that goes with us, he gets another said dollar amount, hmm. which we basically put a cap on that because yeah. he is forwarding emails to me like crazy. Basically, it's, it's Google working twice for me. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. It's not going to be like that forever, right? Because, you know, there's, but while he still has a good um, algorithm going and he has a good reputation, take advantage of that and just pass them along to me. And then we can decide whether or not we want to work with him. Or, I mean, a lot of them are just, sorry, we don't do installs yeah. or that, you know, that's yeah. fine, but let me decide. Right. Uh, the ones that we do go with and we do, we keep it, we have a whole, you know, with our CRM software, mm-hmm. we can just easily pull a report and say, Oh, this came from Nick and he gets X amount of money. So, nice. um, yeah. So you get to actually utilize some of those features of things that I, I, that I wouldn't be able to use. Like, you know, you can put in like how you got the, you know, this lead and all that kind of stuff. So that, that's extremely that important. Report. You need yeah. to start utilizing that. Well, I don't have anyone to be doing that. So there's no point is <laughs> my, is what I'm saying. Yeah. The source yeah. code is extremely important. Cause then you start tracking, you talk about that one house. Yeah. Um, I, I'll, I use a customer, um, in for so we have a huge presence over there and, um, my assistant Sarah was talking about, well, oh, this person's price a little low. And I'm like, you are completely right go follow her source code and you can see the 50 other customers she's given us from word of mouth. She just talks us up on Google next door, Facebook, just walking her dog, whatever else we are. The, the best thing that's ever happened to her. Mm -hmm. And though we are not as profitable at her or we are still profitable, you you cannot not be profitable. Right. However, our margins not as well as good there, but that's, no, right. I make be, it be, up. Be, right, right, right. Because yeah. she's she's doing all that advertising for you. Yeah, exactly. Hey guys, the Equip Expo, formerly known as the GIE Plus Expo, will be here before you know it, October 18th through the 21st. It's a great time. I go every year. I've been going for many, many years. It's worth it. So in so many ways, all of the outdoor demo areas plus the indoor showroom. Talk to all of the all of your favorite manufacturers and. Uh, meet new ones, find new ones, and all the networking opportunities. A lot of great events, great food, great times, great educational opportunities as well there. So go ahead and check it out. If you don't know what it is, you can click the link in the episode description there, and you can check out all about it as well as register. Uh, You can use my code LCR to save 50% off at any time. But if you register before September 9th, you get the early bird discount, which means with the 50% off, it'll only be $10 per person if you use code LCR. Again, that link is in the episode description. Thanks, guys. Hope to see you there. So, it's just part of your marketing plan, really. She really it is. Down to, yeah. Um, and we have multiple customers like that. It was nice to be able to track it. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. I just don't really, I don't really get too much of that. Like people are always like someone on, on one of the Facebook groups and one of the HOAs that I'm in, you know, well, like they either moved in or, or maybe they just don't want to mow their own lawn anymore or more, whatever the reason is, you know, they ask on Facebook, like, Hey, who do you refer, who do you recommend for, you know, for mowing? And, and all, like all of my customers or a bunch of them anyway, will recommend me. And, and it, it beca- I become like the, the dominant 
source. Like yeah. you normally you just have like everyone recommends someone, you yeah. know, and you've got like four or five different things. And now you're like, okay, great. Now I have to call four or five different people. But when but, you plug that, but when it's me, file. it's all, it's more people saying, and they're like, oh, I guess I'll call them because four people recommended this saves me time. But how, but I don't know that though. This is what yeah, I'm you saying. Don't know I have no idea. The person, yeah. But you know that they heard from you from the Facebook group. Yeah. And that's what you should be documenting. Yeah. Is the source is Facebook. So when it comes to marketing dollars, you can look and say down the road. Well, yeah. Because we don't need say to spend like, a lot Hey, it came right. from Facebook, like word of mouth. Yeah. Like, you know, I probably have 20, you know, word of, yeah. you know, customer referral, word of mouth, brand awareness. I mean, that's a big one. I just, oh, I think I've seen you around. You yeah. Know? Um, door hangers, yard signs. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different options. Yeah. I guess just, I, I just, I just know that stuff, I guess I haven't, but, but that's, I, I, I see your point for sure. Cause like then if you start getting bigger and doing more things and you're not going to be able to remember all this stuff, but like, I know, like the majority of the people contacting me are from, they look, they searched, searched me or searched lawn care on Google, you know, yeah. and that, that's just how they found me online. You know, there's few people that are like, Oh, my neighbor or, you know, a neighbor or, you know, something like that. So I haven't really, uh, had a need, I guess, for the source code, but I'll look into well, it. Well, it's, you know, you don't need it now, but right. then when you, you know, that's when it's like, I went back, I remember when I first started service all about, I'd go back and I had to identify. Yeah. All that's of, harder. It was, oh my yeah. gosh, that was a pain. Yeah. That's, uh, and that goes to my, to, to what I have said for so many years, you know, I think big and stay small. Like I try to implement all these like big, you know, quote unquote, big business things for, you know, I was solo for many years, you know, but I was still trying to implement these things, learning about payroll and, and I didn't even have employees. And a lot of times my wife would be like, why are you doing this? Or why are you doing that? You can't only, you, you can't take on any more customers. So why are you advertising? Why are you this? Why? It's like, well, because you don't want to turn the faucet off. You yeah. want to keep it going. You're always going to have turnover and you're going to want to, whether they leave or you want them to leave, whatever it is, there's so many different reasons why you should keep you know, making progress some way, somehow. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't like going crazy with it and trying to get, you know, you know, over, overstep, but it's like as much as I can do behind the scenes, instead of trying to have to go wait and then go backwards is so much harder. So yeah. So I, I totally see your point. I'll look into the source code. <laughs> I look at it all the time. I just never really apply. I never put anything in there because it's just usually like, I don't know, you know, or they're, or they're always just like, I mean, I ask everybody and they're always just the same thing. Oh, I looked you up online. I looked you up online. I'm like, okay, cool. I think there's so. five things you got to put in. Like I, I, when I was training Sarah, I was telling, it's, you know, obviously the customer name, email address, phone number, address, right. And then source. Yeah. Um, now you start off, you just put unknown, but you got to put something in there just, <laughs> just to be in the habit. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it started off the year so different than previous years because usually you kind of like, you know, amp up, you know, when's that spring rush start, you know, what, first week of March, second week of March, and when does the phone start ringing? For me, it just, I, it just went crazy <laughs> from the beginning, just trying to meet with everybody. Yeah. Um, we never even sent out a mulching email this year, I don't think. Um, <laughs> we were supposed to, you know, for all of our, it just... We just got so busy so quick. And of course I did what I promised myself I wouldn't do. I didn't start recruiting early enough. Mm. So I didn't start until the end of February. And once again, we battled trying to get, trying enough, to people. get enough people. Um, you know, but we, it was a weird year when we started off the mowing season. I started a whole new mowing crew this year. We had three mowing crews out there full, you know, Usually it's full schedules, full yeah. schedules, um, which is interesting because, and this is just a word, you know, word of advice, you know, from what I learned was you 
do not want to start that because where you get all the good route density is when your truck starts going out for the first week of mowing. That's when you start picking up the people in the neighborhoods, Mm -hmm. not the people that are searching for you on Google, two neighborhoods over. Right. You know, when they start seeing your truck out there. So we're doing something the first time I've ever done it, which I just dropped, uh, I think, I don't know, 20 customers almost, uh, 15, 20 customers in the middle of the season. It was hard. I did not want to do it. Um, but with, with fuel being the way it is and gas and, and just, uh, tight, tight markets, mm. I needed to cut the outliers. And so I, I gave them, a they were just too far away or whatever, too far away, not enough route density, not enough profitability, whatever it may be. Um, like we, you know, we talk about Midlothian. I'd still, my zip codes technically go further than Midlothian Turnpike South. Mm-hmm. I, I drew, I just had to, I had to stop it. Yeah. Some of those customers have been with me four or five years. Hmm. Um, but you know, I apologize. Sent a really nice heartfelt note. Um, and with plenty of recommendations, I called companies personally and just said, Hey, you know, are you servicing this area? Mm-hmm. Uh, can I put your name as a recommend, you know, as a referral to these customers? Um, and then, you know, told them we'd we continue to service them until July 1st. But after that, at that point, we're, mm-hmm. we're going to have to, hopefully we'll, you know, we'll be able to expand and get back. Right. There. But well, this will hopefully alleviate some room so that you can grow in neighborhoods that you're already in. Yeah. That, that's the thing that I keep talking about all the time on, on social media podcasts and all that is if, if you're like, even when I, like I, I figured out route density by default, from like the first year when I was running myself ragged. I, I think I just literally talked about this recently on a podcast. Um, anyway, oh, I was on Andrew Martinez's uh, uh, podcast, um, Lawn Lawn Star podcast, something like that. But um, at any rate, I, I, I did take over and I was talking about this, that I figured out route density because I went from retail management where I had no life and I was working all the time, it seemed like, and I had barely any weekends off or at least no Saturdays off or like one a month or something. And it was just, it was just crazy. I was missing dinners and couldn't, didn't see my family. The quality of life was awful. So then I started doing my own business and I didn't want the same thing to happen to, uh, you know, like, yes, you have to grind and hustle, right? Like it's new business. You gotta do what you gotta do. But at the same time, I really did not want to be, you know, working nights and weekends anymore. Like I, I wanted to actually take control of my life. And I realized that I was driving all over the place. I was spreading myself so thin. I couldn't do any more work. Like, you know, I could only do so many, I can only, there's only so much sunlight in the day for me to do as much work as I had. And I couldn't do any more, which meant I couldn't make any more money. I couldn't grow my business because I was driving all over town and that was eating away at my time. And I realized that if I had more yards closer together, then I could get more done. Like if it takes me an hour round trip, if it takes me an hour round trip plus mowing to go to some random neighborhood somewhere, however many miles away, that that in that hour, I, I could be doing multiple y- yards in a neighborhood that I'm already in. But if people contacted me in those yards, I would ha- wouldn't have time my schedule because it's already going to be dark yeah. by the time I get to that last yard. So I realized that this just doesn't make sense. Like I have to, I have to just start getting rid of these people that are far away, so I have more room in my schedule to fill up with the right people. So like back in the day when one of my customers moved to Halsley, when the neighborhood was just starting. I don't know, six years ago, maybe it was only a couple of streets. Now it's this massive HOA. Um, So we went there, you know, my customer moved 
got a house built on a street with no other houses, only a couple first ones. And as every house went up, more and more people signed up or got quotes from me. And now we've got like seven people on that, on, on their street, including them. And I had, anticipated that hoped for that and i whittled away at my schedule like as you would say the outliers like i got all those straggler yards out of the way to prepare my schedule to for potentially getting some some new halsley people um and that's what happened you know i got like one or two immediately after i started mowing those new folks yards new people moved in and i got them and that built over the years to what it is now but so you 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 can't like you just you need to be able you have to get rid of some of these people in order to have room in your schedule. So by you getting rid of those twenty something people, hopefully that will alleviate some of the stress you're you're dealing with, increase your profits, and hopefully give you some more room to to get some more profitable yards where you already are. And let's touch on that a little bit because I know how um, how big uh, route density is for the long care rookie. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, there's different approaches and I am all, I completely agree route density. Once you start, once you all start dialing in and realize, you know, oh, I can do 10 lawns a day. Oh, wait, I can do 15. Oh, 20. You know, when, you do, when you're not driving as much, yeah. then that profitability, you know, $500 a day, 750000 Oh, $1,500 lawn day? That's impossible. Yeah, there's no. no way you can get that unless you have route density. You get 20 yards done in the same neighborhood, that's 1000 bucks easy. And that's awesome. And that is what you should you should go for. You should drive towards. The difference I think between you is you know, when you start off solo, you're you have you're it's your time, right? right? And when I started off, time wasn't a problem, right? And it was more about keeping my guys busy. Mm. You know, once we started getting employees, I would sacrifice profit margin to make sure my guys had hours, right? Because that's always the biggest fear. Yeah, you don't want to lose your guys. You don't want to lose your guys. Yeah. And then it gets to a point when you then you then you start hitting a switch where it's just like, okay, I got plenty of hours. You know, now I right. need to focus on the profit. Right. Um, and I think people miss that to start off with. You've been focusing on route density since the beginning. Right. Which is awesome. You have a, a ridiculous, I'll tell you guys, for someone <laughs> who's in Richmond, he has a very tight route density. I kind of did a, I went the opposite approach where I cast a net and, but I did that six years ago and that net just is getting fuller and fuller. Right. Um, but now we're at a point now where it's just like, okay, I'm in the same area, aka neighborhood section for three days, but then I'm driving out to this one spot, you yeah. know, 15 minutes away for three properties. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. I, that's where yeah. draw the line. Because that 15 minutes is no longer with two guys or three guys in a truck. It starts eating away at your yeah. numbers. Um, and, and and that's okay, though, because I've been there, done that, too. I try a new neighborhood and nothing, and nothing happens. I'm like, okay, I, I can't keep coming out here anymore. You know, and, and right now, to this day, I, I started in two new neighborhoods, you know, because as much as I want to, like, it's still all about route density, right? But at some point you start to saturate certain neighborhoods, you know, certain yeah. streets anyway. It's like, how many more, you know, I've got every house on the street. Like, you know, yeah. you know, how many more street can I, I get some other streets? Like, you know, so even though there's 500 houses in like the Grove, for example, it doesn't mean all 500 people are going to get me. They're, 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 you know, a large percentage of those people are either mowing their own lawn or they already have, they're loyal to some other company. And that's perfectly fine. And, you know, we see tons of other companies, whether it's 
or a chuck in the truck, you know, whether it's just some guy, you know, weekend warrior or something, guy or girl just getting after it, which is fine. Or, you know, com- big companies, small companies, pro- pro- professional companies that you see and you know who they are and you see them around neighborhoods. There's a variety of folks out there that are of providing the same services. So it's not like all 500 people are going to sign up with you, but there is a lot of potential to keep growing in those neighborhoods. But at some point it starts to get slower is what I mean. Yeah. So like, you know, I have over 20 yards in multiple neighborhoods and it's, it's a slower growth. Now, last year I quickly uh, grew in, in, in Halsley because I got recommended on Facebook by one of the Facebook admins because I just happened to start mowing his lawn, had no idea that he was fancy, you know, that he was, <laughs> you know, um, a, a high profile customer. I, we just treated him like any other customer and did a great job. And he was like, Oh my gosh, like no one's ever done this good of a job. And you know, can I, can I shout you out on Facebook? I'm one of the admins. I'm like, sure. And then, you know, my staffing went to crap after that. So that's really unfortunate timing. But uh, I blew up in that neighborhood like immediately. I like doubled in size. I got so many calls from people. Unfortunately, at least 50% of those people were just looking to replace who they already had just to save a buck. Sure, yeah. They were thinking that maybe I was the cheaper guy and still doing it. Clearly, I was doing a good job because that's what it was said on the Facebook thing. But they're like, oh, let's get a quote. Maybe he's cheaper, too, yeah. you know. And I, I'm not about that life at all. So, I, you know, a lot of those were, were, were no goes. But I did pick up a ton of people that accepted my price. And they were like, we heard about you on Facebook. Like, I even had someone walk a walker. You know, like I was I was out on a Saturday by myself, you know, because I had staffing issues like immediately after that, coincidentally. And I'm out there trying to finish up the weekly schedule, you know, by myself. And um, a walker's going by and he's like, uh, hey, you know, he sees my truck. So he's like, hey, you got some really nice things said about you on Facebook page. You know that, right? You're probably about to blow up or something. I was like, yeah, I know. I heard. Thanks. And I was like, I saw I became like a local celebrity in their neighborhood That's because cool. of the Facebook post. So. Um, my, my, my point is, but then after that, it was just back to just regular slow. Here's one customer, you know, a month or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, so it's slow growth. When you get into a new neighborhood, that's where you can kind of expand a lot quicker. So I'm always trying to be conscious of that is really the ultimate point and not just, just like just stay in the same neighborhoods with this super slow growth. As much as that's profitable, if I want to grow my business, I have to you know, try other things. I have to try other neighborhoods close, close, you know, like kind of just further outside of those neighborhoods. But in this case, I'm way out, but you know, I'm like way out in Magnolia green now and stuff like that. But you know, we'll see how that goes. But the whole point is you can try these new neighborhoods. Don't feel like you're stuck in them. No matter what point of the year it is, do it the right way. Like you said, like, like you said, you did and give them notice and all that. And because at the end of the day, it's about profitability. It's about time, you know, and, and just making sure that you're doing what's best for you and your business. Yeah. And I think both things that, that you, you said and what, what you did and what I did both have pitfalls. Like, yeah, yeah. because I, it was my time, a lot of people, including myself in the beginning, but some people just keep doing this. Like they don't catch on as fast as I do. Maybe they didn't. I think honestly, it's because I was so scarred from my 15 years in retail and not having a life, the, the longer in retail I, I went and the higher up in the ranks I got and then having kids and everything and not, and, and like my quality of life mattered outside of work, you know, like when I was single and I was like, whatever, I just worked all the time, just made money and got a car and I could really care less. But when my life was going in one direction, 
retail was going a different direction. That was where the real problem was for me. And, uh, you know, so I think coming from that environment made me appreciate my time more and not want to have to sacrifice my time constantly. So I was trying to get all the work, you know, hustling and grinding that first year, but I was like, something's got to, something's got to change here. Like I'm not, I can't keep doing this. Like, and that's where I started to realize that, but, but in the beginning it, it was, it was my time, right? Well, I'm not really technically paying myself, right? Even though you're supposed to be paying yourself, but it's just a different mentality, right? It's, it's you and your truck, not employees and all that. And it's like, Hey, if it takes me extra, I can just take a break. I can go to McDonald's. I can go this and that. I can go on social media, whatever. Like who cares? It's my time. Who yeah. cares? Like I'm not getting, I'm not paying someone to just sit in the truck, you know, for, you know, with me or whatever. Like, so you can get caught up in that and then you're not being profitable yeah. and you're not even paying yourself and all this wacky stuff. Up. And the same thing goes for what, what you said, how you were, you know, had the opposite, like, oh, I just gotta keep my guys busy. I gotta keep my guys busy so that the problem is, is when you get too busy, that's when you got to learn, when you got to learn to cut it off because yeah. yes, you need to keep your guys busy. Yes. It's, you're still going to make money, not as much when you're driving 15 minutes to the next property. The problem is, is when you cross over that overtime marker. Hmm. And once you start getting into this multiple employee factors with, with overtime, you realize, man, I just... I just spent $2,000 last week on overtime Yeah, to drive to these outlying. If I just got rid of these outlying properties, well, they're, they're st- still making plenty of money. They're still hitting their 40 hours, maybe a little more. But I'm not doing those outlying properties at, let's just say, 15 bucks a man hour. You know, at, you know right. employee, I'm doing those at $22, yeah. $23. Yeah. You know, that's when it's like, Okay, you need to start opening your eyes here, right? Because um, yeah, route density is extremely important, uh, but it's also important, you know, to you got to keep those guys, you got to keep the crew, and and just knowing when to make that decision to to move over. Um, we still, I, I think our our routes are really good right now, mm-hmm. um, but we have a lot. We're in a lot more neighborhoods than you are, obviously. <laughs> You're the king of the route density, but oh uh, man. <laughs> We got more room to grow, um, and that was just kind of my casting the net philosophy. So. Yeah, I, I, I've heard of a lot of folks doing the same thing. I, I'm not really sure. Like again, I think it might it might really be because I'm just you know my background. Like I said, I, I really I'm starting more and more to think that I just because of my background, it has given me like a head start on it gave me a head start on route density because it, it, it really like you are not, you are one of almost everyone. Like ev- so many people that I've talked to through social media or in person locally or at a live event or something. And everyone says that like, Oh my gosh, you know, your route density, like how, like how, like so many people just want to know how and what they have to do and how long did it take? And they're trying. I've and done all your this. route. I've done your route before now. <laughs> right, that's it was, right. Yeah. No. It's tight. Yeah. But, but, but I mean, but it, I, I just, but I, I don't, I, I, I'm just trying to say, I guess it's not as common as I thought it was. It's always a good time talking to Charles, and in true fashion, every time we get together, I mean, for one thing, it's it's usually like once a year, maybe twice a year, where, where we can sit down and, and really have a good conversation, whether it just be for the podcast or in general. But, you know, since I've had a podcast, we, I, we, tr- we both try to make it a point to make sure that we are sitting down and pressing record while we're having these long conversations so we can, we can just kind of get it 
get it on on uh, on tape there, you know, so we can get the audio. Great content, great conversation. I always learn a lot from him. Sometimes he learns something from me. I don't know. Um, and hopefully, you guys listening uh, are are picking up on some things, learning some things, or just maybe some being reassured of some things. Maybe you've made some similar changes or updates, expansions and so on, but a lot of great conversation, a lot of good stuff. Like I said, there's, it seems like there's so much that, that does happen in between, you know, within from year to year of our conversations. He's definitely on a, a upward track of growing his, his business and his family's growing. Uh, it's just good times. He's, he's, he's a great, Great friend, and he's a mentor peer. He's helped me out. Uh, last year, he covered his crew covered some of my lawns while I could uh, take a little vacation, take some time off. He was like, just just go, man, just go. He's given me lots of good advice, some encouragement on different things, and I, I hope that I've done some things to help him out in return as well over the years. So great, great friendship, great relationship, but also, like I said, a lot of great growth content, learning, you know, um, strengths, weaknesses, learning from mistakes, trial and error, all that kind of stuff. Um, and, and I, I just, I just enjoy catching up and, and listening in. And, um, I started sharing it with you guys, uh, since last year. So, but in true fashion, we talked for well over an hour and I want to respect your guys' time. And uh, I know sometimes we're busy, you know, mowing lawns in between or our drives aren't too, too long sometimes. So, I always try to keep the episodes, you know, between 30 and 45 minutes so you guys can get some some good content, but not feel like it has to drag on throughout the day, you know, on one episode and so on. So uh, I cut this one a little bit short for you guys. So, well, not really that short, but, you know, I I cut the episode in half. So tune in on Thursday so you can uh, finish our conversation with Charles with Stepping Stone Landscaping. Uh, Thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media Podcast. And until Thursday, fam. This is the Lawn Care Rookie, signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.